Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes, real estate broker at Manhattan Pacific Realty, where we cover South Bay real estate in the Los Angeles area here in California. Boom, it is June 3rd, 2021, week after Memorial Day weekend. Hope you all had a great holiday weekend, and thanks to our troops who gave the ultimate sacrifice defending our country, truly what Memorial Day is all about. For this week, we are talking interest rates, South Bay interest rates. When we talk South Bay interest rates, it's really a national story because interest rates are so institutionalized within the stock market that it's really a national conversation, but obviously interest rates affect us here locally in the South Bay, in the county, in the state, and across the country. Before I jump into our topics covering interest rates this week, you know, I feel like there's some inventory coming for this market, which is a great thing. That being said, the higher range of inventory, I don't know, maybe that the additional inventory we're feeling this week is more of the fact that we didn't have any inventory last week due to the longer holiday, or at least limited inventory. So we'll see if that continues, and I'll make sure to bring it up in future shows, but we kind of feel good this week in terms of what's coming out in the market, which could be a good thing. To get to our topic on interest rates, we're going to break it down into three topics and really kind of this holistic idea that I go, if you think interest rates can't go any lower, think again. They're going to go lower, at least in my humble opinion, not anytime in the near future, not short term. But if you think historically low, generationally low interest rates are as low as they're ever going to get, I don't believe it. They're going to go lower. And I'll get to that and why later on in the podcast. But basically, we're going to break down this interest rate conversation into three sections. As always, we're going to look at historical interest rates and not going way back, going back like two years, three years. And really, we're going to look at UK, United Kingdom interest rates and the US interest rates back in 2019. That's topic number one. Topic number two, then we're going to look at UK interest rates today and US interest rates today and how they both compare and why I think interest rates could go lower from there. And then the last topic, interest-only loans. I'm a big believer in them. It makes your house more affordable. Maybe you can buy more. Maybe it allows you to save more. And I think it gives all types of home buyers a ton of different advantages over principal and interest loans, and they're not as risky as you may think. Of course, they are risky, or they have degrees of risk, and you may want to talk to your financial advisor and your CPA, et cetera, et cetera, but I am a big believer in interest-only loans, and I'll get into the reasonings why and kind of tie it all together with historical interest rates and rates going lower. So let's kick it off. Historical Interest rates, not going crazy deep. We all know interest rates were higher in the, you know, 70s and 80s with crazy inflation, and they've had this, you know, march down 
And really, if we don't talk about 2019 right at the moment, but the Great Recession back in 08, 09, 10, 11, 12, we had these historically low interest rates that no one thought could go any lower. And of course, they went lower. And today, they're even lower. So when people think interest rates can't go any lower, they keep going lower. So to kick off our first topic, I wanted to highlight that in 2019, before the pandemic, before this, you know, mini V-shaped recession uh, that we're experiencing now in the bounce back, five-year fixed mortgage rates in the UK were at two and a half percent. In America, we were at about three and a half percent for five-year fixed interest rates and really pushing 4% for 30-year fixed rates. In 2019, if you could get a 3.5% fixed rate in America, you were fired up. That's about as low as it's going to go. But if you heard the UK had 2.5% fixed, your mind was blown. You're like, I can't believe the amount of home I could buy if I could get 2.5% or how much money I would save if I would get 2.5%. There's no way we'll ever get there. Well, the UK was there. And guess what? Japan had even lower interest rates at the time. Well, now, pandemic 2020, and really kind of coming out post-pandemic 2021, we have five-year fixed interest rates hovering around 2.5%, exactly where the UK was in 2019. And guess where UK five-year fixed interest rates are now? Well, they're half that. They're at one5 2.5% in the UK, according to HSBC Bank, which is a big lender out across the pond, or at least uh, uh, the Atlantic, since we're over here on the West Coast. So UK rates went lower to 1.25%, and we went to 2.5% rates that we never thought possible. So know that we can always go lower and that there are other very sophisticated countries, at least financially, economically, like the UK, that have much lower interest rates than we do. And that leads me to why I believe, and topic number two, why I believe interest rates will fall further. And the reason being is, is the Fed, our United States Federal Reserve, and other international monetary institutions rely on interest rates to, quote unquote, control the economy. And when we have recessions, they cut interest rates. And now while the Fed's fund rate doesn't, you know, directly have mortgage interest rates go down, they can control the mortgage market by buying mortgage-backed securities. And because the housing market is such an important store of wealth for the wealthy, the middle class, and anyone in a low-income class trying to buy a home. It's such a massive store of wealth and such a, a belief in the American ideal that you can get wealthy owning your home. The Fed will cut rates during recessions to prop up the housing market because it's a store of wealth. And oh, by the way, it supports thousands of industries, lenders, escrow agents, title, real estate agent, construction, furniture, 
landscaping. I mean, the list goes on and on and on from architects to engineers to city permits. If you have a healthy real estate market, it's going to be a major, major driver of the economy. You know, lumber, copper. I mean, I can go on and on with how important the housing market is to this country. And so really what I'm getting at is, is I'm going, I know everyone goes rates can't go any lower than they are today. But guess what? I think they go lower. Do I think they go lower this year or next year? No. But we will have future recessions, whether the next recession is in two years, five years, seven years, or 10 years, we will have another recession and the Fed will cut rates. And just like we thought in the Great Recession, a dozen years ago, rates could never go lower. They went lower five years from there. And when we had this pandemic recession, they went even lower. And guess what? There will be another recession where rates go lower. That's just my humble opinion. But if you disagree, then so be it. It's it's my opinion. And I think if the UK is at 1.25% five-year fixed rates, guess what? We'll see 1.25% fixed rates at some point. You know, check back in with me at 2030 and we will get that low. So that leads me to topic number three and why I am such a believer in interest-only loans. Not only just when you make a calculation in black and white numbers, but also taking into the account that we'll have future recessions and interest rates will go lower and it gives you opportunities to do all sorts of things via a refinance. So let's go over the numbers first on an interest-only loan and why I am such a big believer on interest-only loans. I'm going to take a $1.5 million mortgage. I know that's a huge mortgage for a lot of people, but you know, if the median price home in Manhattan Beach is $2.4 million, $1.5 million isn't, isn't uh, out of the realm of possibility. Palos Verdes Estates is pushing $2 million. $1.5 million for the beach, for Palos Verdes, you're going to see it quite often. A 3% principal and interest loan, 30-year fixed, you're paying down your loan over 30 years, a payment at 3% principal and interest on $1.5 million is just over $6,300, okay? Keep that in mind, $6,300. A $1.5 million mortgage, interest only at 3.25%, so you've got a little bit higher of a rate, you probably are going to be a little bit higher, but I'm going maybe you buy down the rate, you play the game, 3.25% interest only is just over $4,000 a month. So there's about a $2,300 difference in payments. You guys, that's insane. Can you imagine Another 30,000, you can afford a P&I loan. And guys, this could be for a million dollar mortgage or a $2 million mortgage. The spread for a $1.5 million mortgage is $30,000. The difference of a home buyer who goes P&I versus interest only. That's big, big savings. And I'm not telling you to go save that money. That's liquidity going into your bank account for a rainy day or for college or to invest. And you still own a home that over the long term is likely to appreciate with inflation or maybe even outperform like it likely does here in Southern California. So people go, well, hey, with P&I, you're paying down the loan. Well, the first payment on your P&I loan in this example is you pay down 
$2,500. So the difference I was talking about of interest only was $2,300. Paying down the principal, ah, let's call it, it's actually closer to $26 according to my numbers. That's a $300 difference. So yes, the person with the principal and interest loan is paying down $300 more in debt versus the person putting away money into a bank account with liquidity. So do you rather have $2,300 in a bank account or an extra $300 to your net worth? I personally will take the liquidity every day for safety and to go find other investments where I can place my money because I already own the home. But basically, yes, if you never make any other move and you put the money in the bank in a savings account that makes you no money or $300 extra paying down your mortgage, yes, the P&I borrower is going to have their net worth increase faster over time. However, though, this is the however. After 10 years of paying your principal and interest loan, because remember, you pay down way less principal at the beginning. It's all at the very end. The banks have this you know, coordinated where they get paid back at the very end of the loan when inflation is kicked in and you're paying a heck of a lot more interest up front. After 10 years, the P&I loan, $1.5 million, is now down to $1.14 million. So that's a reduction of debt of $360,000 over 10 years. Not bad, but that's 10 years, a third of the lifetime of your loan, and you haven't paid down a third of your mortgage. A third of your mortgage would be 500 grand. In this case, you've only paid down 360. That's how amortization tables work when you pay down a principal and interest loan. But if you take that $2,300, it's really 2262 and invest it in the S&P 500, Historically, the S&P grows 7 to 9% a year. It's actually probably higher, taking into account the last two years of growth that we've had. But I'm going to take the 8%, right in the middle, 8%, compounding monthly because you're contributing monthly on that 2300 invested in the S&P. After 10 years, that interest-only savings liquidity is now worth almost $414,000. So... That is an additional $54,000 you have if you save that money from the interest-only loan and invest it in the S&P long-term, you have $414,000 versus $360,000 worth of debt paid down. To me, that's a no-brainer. I mean, black and white, you're a wealthier person. Yes, you take on risk with the stock market, but you also have more liquidity, you have a rainy day fund. And oh, by the way, you still own your home. And even though I'm not paying down debt, you know, inflation is eating away at your debt. If we've got 1% to 2% inflation, that mortgage principal gets easier and easier to pay down. Think about someone who bought, you know, you look at like a, a Strand house that was or a Walk Street house in Manhattan Beach that was purchased for 100 grand in the 70s. Well, if you took out a $75,000 loan and never paid it down and it was interest only and there's a few people that still own those homes today, well, I now own a Walk Street home that's maybe worth 5 to $10 million. Who cares if I never paid down my $75,000 mortgage? That's what I'm saying here is over the long term, you can just leave that mortgage in place and inflation eats away at it. And if you can take that interest only savings and grow it, great. Now, there's arguments that people go, well, after five years or seven years or 10 years, I've got to pay down the loan. Or what if interest rates go up? Well, I just told you 
I don't think interest rates are going to go up. I think they're going to go lower. So in three years, five years, 10 years, the next recession, you can refinance into a principal and interest loan, or you just refinance into an even lower interest-only loan and save even more money and invest in even more money and let your, your mortgage interest get whacked by inflation even longer. So to me, there it's just a no-brainer to have an interest-only loan. Now, yes, interest rates could finally go up over the long term, and this could be the bottom. You know, if interest rates do go up and they never do go down again, that's actually a great sign. If interest rates go up and never go this low, that means the economy is so strong that everyone's making more money and can afford the same houses at higher interest rates or even higher prices at higher interest rates. It means that, hey, most likely you're making a lot more money and can afford a higher interest rate. And oh, by the way, your house is going to be worth a heck of a lot more money. So in worst case scenario, if interest rates are much higher, you could sell your home if you can't afford it and probably make a very, very handsome profit. But it's unlikely if you're a hardworking individual and you're like everyone else, your income is going to increase with everyone else and you'll be able to afford it as well. But oh, by the way, you made a lot more money. Maybe you picked up a duplex. Maybe you made some right picks in the stock market and made even more money. Power to you. And again, I think your mortgage is getting eaten away by inflation. So I'm a big believer in interest-only loans. Of course, you know your biggest risk is stagflation, where you have out-of-control inflation but declining wages. And if that ever happened, our economy would be in deep trouble, not just real estate, but all assets. And the Fed will do everything in its power to not let that happen. That's that's the Fed put, if you've ever read about it. But basically, it's just a long shot of something like that ever happening. So I'm a big believer in interest-only loans. And the fact that they aren't, one last point, the fact that they aren't fixed forever, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, so many of my clients... If you're a first-time home buyer, there's not a lot of first-time home buyers that own their first home longer than 10 years. A lot of them are moving up, or they're starting a family, or they get relocated, or they get a huge promotion and can buy a much bigger house, or they inherit some money, anything, you know, whatnot. Something happens. Very few people as a first-time home buyer or a move-up buyer own a home for longer than 10 years, call it. And so then you're getting a new mortgage anyway, and which is why I'm just interest-only loans are such a great option that people are just too afraid to jump on or don't realize the power of how much they save through an interest-only loan. And and like I said, call me in 2030. I think you're refinancing into an even lower interest-only loan. And in 20 years, you'll look back and go, hey, my house is doubled and my in- my mortgage is the same amount, my payment's nothing. And I bought all sorts of other real estate with my savings or stocks or alternative investments. And it's just a win-win-win all the, all the way around and you still have an appreciating asset in your house. So anyway, I'm going on and on with interest-only loans. Can you believe that I'm a fan of it. Yes, I'm a fan of interest-only loans. So just to put a tidy bow on everything, you know, I'll keep you guys posted on if inventory uh, keeps growing like we've seen this week, or if it's just a blip on the radar from the Memorial Day holiday. Remember, historically, interest rates, you never think they can go lower. They have. And the UK is at 1.25% right now. So why can't we be there? And I really do believe we go lower and don't sleep on the interest only rate. So I'm going to leave it at that. 
You guys have a great start to your June. Summer's right around the corner. I will see you next time on the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining. Take care. Bye.